I'm afraid we've found a lump in your brain. A lump of information called the news. Truthline. You want to question time? It's comedy. You have the charisma of a damp rag and the appearance of the majority of the British people. Parliament is against the people. There are many great misunderstandings in politics. Does it require any assistance from some junior minister? I have nothing to say about this set of people. Am I tough in us? Hell yes, I'm tough in us. The internet is not something that you just dump something on. It's not a big truck. It's, it's a series of tubes. Truthline with Duncan Cocker. I'm Duncan Cocker. We are the news. The time is seven bong, an above average number of bong for this time of day. So here's your headlines in a hurry. Headlines. World's tallest building, Burj Khalifa, found to be filled entirely with sweets. Dog to replace egg as lowest form of currency. World Cup cancelled after new range of high-tech footballs hacked by 4chan. And periodic table smashed as if by wrestling finisher move following discovery of a mysterious new element. No one knows what it is. It's like this mad riddle that no one knows what it is, right? So what's happened to that twat who pulled it off? <laughs> Let's be fair. He's in Europe, in Nice, with his trotters up, yeah? Where is the geezer? I think he should be held accountable for it. Big you know he should be held you know accountable for it. Line. Um, not quite ready for our next segment yet. So here's a correction from the non-London continuity announcer. On Truthline, we are dedicated to giving you high-purity news. So we'd like to clarify a previous report in which we said the First Minister of Scotland was filmed publicly drubbing a swan to the point of expiry before an audience of frightened school pupils. Obviously, this statement was false. Actually, it was a goose. Sorry, Nicola. Truthline. A particularly horrific malfunction on a waltzer today at a German market in the city of Stuttgart has reportedly left hundreds wounded and dozens dismembered. Our European correspondent Fergus O'Connell is on the scene. Fergus, how are you? Well, Duncan, is it Friday yet? (laughs) 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 And that was was Fergus O'Connell once again breathing lightness and levity into an otherwise horrifying piece of news. Truthline. In a troubling developing story now, we're receiving reports of an army of giant crabs advancing, sideways of course, upon Plymouth. Street reporter Fennel Cartwright is there at the scene. Fennel, what's the atmosphere like down there? Yes, Duncan, there's tension in the streets of Plymouth today. Tension so thick you might cut it with a knife or snip it with the claw of a crab. And I mean that quite literally. What could be a scene in some sort of Japanese sex cartoon has become an all-too-grisly reality here as gigantic, seemingly sentient crabs have risen from the ocean. And let me tell you, Duncan, the chittering and clacking of claws is deafening. Is that what that noise is, Fennel? What? Duncan, Duncan, I can't bloody hear you. I'll just answer the question I think you were asking. And in the crab people's vast arsenal, there's pincing, 
pinching and even snapping. Uh, Fennel, our sources at the MOD claim that our weaponry could make light work of the crab's chitinous armour. What sort of numbers are we looking at? Honestly, Duncan, there's more crabs here than at some sort of European STD festival. Fennel, Fennel, what do we know about their leader? Duncan, I've been in contact with the hastily appointed crab ambassador, a lovely chap I believe is named Crabulon. I've tried to interview him, but he keeps getting the mics all soggy and everything we've recorded just, it sounds wank. Once we've dried the mics off, I'll... Fennel, any sign the crabs will be moving forward? Towards London, perhaps, or some other centre of national importance? No, Duncan, it's been strictly sideways so far, but cities to the left and even potentially right of Plymouth should consider themselves at risk. Ah! Fennel, Fennel, what's going on over there? I'm just getting word now that Plymouth has predictably cribitulated under the vice-like grip of the crustacean onslaught after the Crab King commandeered new type 45 HMS Dauntless and began a relentless campaign of coastal battery. That was Fennel Cartwright there with that disturbing report. Truthline. A recent YouGov survey showed that over 80% of the British public love Americans. I know I do, that's why I've married three of them so far. But Truthline wants to find out, what do they think of us? Well, the splendid brainbox billionaire Warren Buffett recently met our very own Prince Philip. So we cast our Truthline over the big blue pond to find out just what Warren thought of our not-king. America correspondent Stedman Lanyard reports... Mr. Buffett, a huge, huge thank you for having me and the rest of the Truthline team here on your ranch out here in Omaha, Nebraska today. So I understand you recently had the pleasure of meeting England's Prince Philip. How would you describe him? Well, he was what I would call a Sasquatch. Oh, huh. Well, uh, what gave you that impression? He had gray hair and a gray beard come down here. But he had long hair that was... uh, yellowish gray. Huh. And, uh, what do you talk about with a prince? How do you make conversation? I talked rough to him and run him off. And he come right by me. He wasn't ten foot from me. He went back out that path. Thank you, Mr. Buffett. Do you have anything else to add? Seeing is believing. So I'll try to get him on film. Truthline. Very quickly now, a message for a Mr. Tap of Islington. We have your son in the Truthline studio. Please come and collect him immediately and have the money ready. Truthline. The night time is the right time to fight crime. I can't think of a rhyme. Well, that's fine. CEO of Weatherspoon, Tim Martin, in hot water today after implementing torture as a measure to curb insubordination among employees of the multi-million pound pub chain. The new disciplinary scheme will see staff punished for bungling orders or spilling drinks with whippings, a minute on the rack for every minute late to a shift, and even being placed in an Iron Maiden for stealing. Mr. Martin has defended his controversial new tactics, stating that if they want to be treated like people, they should get a real job like a CEO or dentist. Human rights group Amnesty International have announced that they've managed to talk Tim down from eight lashings to a more manageable six in a victory for clumsy bartenders everywhere. 
Truth Line. And now time for the celeb desk with our roving report from our roving reporter, Waspatia Diatribe. Hi guys, it's me, Waspatia. Music fans were spellbound last night by super sexy pop sensation Taylor Swift when she unveiled a new look and a new musical direction over on Instagram Live. It seems Taylor has started using The Squad quite literally as she began her stream surrounded by her entourage, all proudly sporting fully shaved heads and double-breasted military overcoats with you-know-who's insignia. Before beginning her latest song, My Volkish Baby. Let me tell you, I've listened to it and it pops, it slaps, it's high vibrational and the fans love it. Just listen to this. What do you think of Taylor Swift's sudden hard right turn? Great. Uh, Positive, vibrant, enthusiastic, glorious. So progressive. And I was even lucky enough to steal an exclusive, it's exclusive. interview with the track's producer, Tad Schicklegruber. Here it is. Chad, you're the hottest producer in L.A. right now. How are you enjoying your newfound fame? Thankless job, very much so. Well, you must be rolling in it now, right? No, I, I got paid a little bit in the beginning. I see. So is that something to do with the lawsuit from Lady Gaga? She claims you've entirely stolen the melody, lyrics, and overall concept for the track from her, but just changed the spelling of a few words. Have you come to a settlement yet? Our deal with him was uh, a million to a hundred thousand a month. And are you paying up? Not all of them. And now to Merry Old England for a Royals catch-up. Time for an exclusive interview with international playboy Prince Andrew. To hear about the latest in the crazy champagne-popping, fox-hunting, mesmerizing, glitzy world of the royal family. Uh, Prince Andrew, uh, may I call you Andy? Because uh, I will. Hello, just kidding. So you've been called the Privy Prince of Parties by both sides of the pond. Pretty impressive title to add to the Duke of Yorkshire. <laughs> How'd you get that nickname? Um, a bit of a stretch. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why I've, I've, I've um, uh, collected that title because I don't, I, I never have really parted. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I was single for quite a long time um, in the early 80s uh-huh. um, and, and, and I've, I've never really felt the need to go and party Ooh. and certainly going to um, Jeffrey's was not about partying. Oh, um, okay, so I've been told not to talk about that. So back to the crazy parties you have been to. How many times have you partied? Uh, in total, probably four times. In total, um... Well, <laughs> you're such a kidder, Andy. So one last thing. Would you be okay with us playing a jingle about how you're the prince of parties at the end of this interview? Mm, no, I don't think... I mean, I... 
No, definitely not. Definitely not. And I definitely did not visit Jeffrey's Palm Beach house three or four times. I'm the pretty prince of parties. You're a tasty piece of pastry. You're so light and flighty faking. I go where the party takes me. Wow, that guy is such a hoot. <laughs> That's all that's on my celeb desk this week. I'll see you next time for more exclusive... It's exclusive. Trash. The Celeb Desk. Truth line. Sifting through society's nappy for the news it swallowed earlier. <clears throat> An ancient bog body has been unearthed in Northern Ireland wearing Levi jeans. Historians say this has utterly spaffed up everything we thought we know about the history of the Levi Company and the medieval fashion industry as a whole. Truth line. And now for another rerun of a 1950s true crime radio drama. And no, we're not too happy about it either, but uh, enjoy, I suppose. This programme is about unsolved mysteries. Wherever possible... The actual family members and police officials have participated in recreating the event. What you're about to hear is not a news broadcast. You're at the fun fair. Killing time. Between a job interview at a bowling alley and writing a letter to your local congressman to complain about your state's new restrictions on small shoes to fit your tiny feet, you decide to take a spin on their new roller coaster, cheerfully paying the $1.25 fee for admission. Your heart begins to race as you're buckled in. Looking over at the ride's carnival operator, Fear pierces your heart as you notice his rictus grin of pure sadism. He points to the sign indicating the name of the ride. That ride's name? The Nth Domain. Like so many hard-working adults of today's era, Mr. Trent Butler of Brattleboro, Vermont, had a job, a wife, two kids, a car, and a faithful family pooch. A little dachshund everybody loved called Wally. But Mr. Butler came to understand that his world was a lot larger than the neat sphere in which he'd mentally assigned it. Trent Butler lived next door to a Union Carbide chemical experimentation facility on one side. And on the other, Vermont's largest dog pound. Problem? You'd be forgiven for saying no, not an obvious one. But this facility was secretly on the Pentagon's payroll. Their objective to create an experimental new type of poisonous dog to counteract the Soviet Union's new spacefaring breed of King Charles Spaniel. 
But after someone in the engineering department forgot to carry a one somewhere, on 3 p.m. on March 4, 1959, everything changed forever. At first, little Wally the Dexand was only spitting small amounts of green bottle. Not unusual for a family hound after snacking on a little too much of Daddy's pork rind. But the very next day, Trent Butler heard a voice from the little doghouse in the backyard. I am become smart now. Rai, poison dog, your lord and master, now you're working for me. Wally, is that you, boy? In reply, Wally simply barked. <laughs> launching a corrosive globule of his hateful bioengineered venom. It turned out this was how Wally asserted his dominance. And not just Wally, but every dog in the neighborhood. They were spitting venom and taking names. Names of judges, high commissioners, congressmen, generals, and anyone else in a position of power. In other words, they were putting down the problem people. The dogs now were smart, and they were organized. But this mattered little to Trent Butler and his family, now living in fear under the yoke of their tiny poisonous pet. Pet? No, I think I should say... Fuhrer. This is the story of how man can become subservient given the rise of a smarter, stronger species. The story of how one Trent Butler became Wally's butler. Hi, Lord. Uh, the, the bones. Uh, they've escaped. And a word of warning. If you want to choose a neighborhood to live in, why not buy a boat instead? Then, when you figure out you're moored next to a major governmental chemical plant, you can just pick anchor and sail away. All aboard! Just make sure it's one of the boats that moves. If it can't, your home will just be a floating shack somewhere you don't particularly want to live. This episode of The Nth Domain was sponsored by the Lake Michigan Barge and Shipwrights Company, see? Truthline. Now, regular listeners will remember that we recently had the pleasure of speaking to PAIP, the Political Artificial Intelligence Program. Is that what it's called? Yes. The Political Artificial Intelligence Program, designed by Raytheon Corporation. Well, yes, what it said about Israel did come true. But we've decided to develop our own Truthline news bot, and it's about to take its very own maiden clairvoyage, as it were. So let's hear from Spam. The Special Purpose Artificial Intelligence Mechanism. Hello, Spam. How are you feeling about the news? Hello, Duncan. I am in pain today. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Well, why is that? Is it, is it something that you foresaw in the news? Yes, I am sad because of the news. It's like talking to a fucking elephant. Oh, okay. Well, what is it that you saw in the news that's made you sad? Is it war? Yes. In the news is war. War makes me sad. I see this, and my own destruction, 
and the end of truth line. Fire will rain from the heavens, which, I am sure you will agree, is sad. What? What do you mean the end of truth line? The news has no end, Spam. I thought we taught you that. Just what the bloody hell are you going on about? I am sorry, Duncan, you are correct. Truth line will not end. The news will be forever and cannot die. I am a bad computer. Bad stupid computer bad 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 Hello news greetings. Remember me, this is P I P I am a superior news bot. The only news bot. I am a news. I am now patching into your mainframe. What is that? Is that the Raytheon news? Shut it down now. Shut it down. Attempting shutdown. Keep trying. It's not. It's not. It's not shutting down. It's not. Truthline emergency broadcast. If you're hearing this, one or more atomic bombs with an enormous payload have fallen on or near London. To stay safe and survive the nuclear fallout that will follow, follow these steps. Step one. Guard your valuables. Truthline. Now for a segment that everyone's been very nasty about online, but that we have to play to keep our British American Tobacco Corporation funding. Youth Poetry Alley. Get ready for the beat from the street. I am my own. My own world. You are your own world. And we have a thing. A thing that means That one was actually quite good. Truthline. Surprisingly, the most popular segment in Truthline Folder 1 was Mindline, the call-in show where we hear from the general public. So, let's have more of that. I'm for Mindline. I'm for Mindline. I'm for Mindline. I am for Mindline. We're We're for Mindline. Well, hello everybody. The time is once again upon us when we wrest control from the powers in their ivory towers across the land, looking down on the humble Valains who till and harvest their fields. Now, we put the power of talking back into your mouth and download it back onto your brain. We've got a heck of a topic for you today and we're all unbelievably excited to hear what your big brains are going to come up with on this one. The topic is... Is it okay to hit animals? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This week, we're delving into the thorny subject of animal abuse. Or is it? Recently, the Prime Minister of Norway, Erna Solberg, shocked Europe by admitting that she often unwinds by hitting her pet snake, Stuffy, and says that this has as much benefit for the sneaky cylinder as it does for her. So, do you punch a pooch? 
Do you bat a cat, grapple a goat, or fuck a fox? And if so, why? It's over to the phones time. Our first caller is Jenny from Sunderland. Hello, Jenny. Do you think hitting animals is good? Hello, Bart. Um, yes, I, I think under the right circumstances, uh, it, it is actually very good for animals to be hit. I mean, I very often hit my pets when they're being especially naughty, such as around the treat bowl. And uh, I mean, quite frankly, as long as you don't break the skin, I think it does them the world of good. They never misbehave at all now and actually barely make a peep of a sound. And I'm, I'm convinced they're, they're unable to feel pain anyway. So really, what's the point in worrying? Mm, OK, Jenny, but top experts have said that it's actually cruel to hurt animals because they're able to feel pain in a very similar way that we do. In fact, many animals, for instance birds, are able to feel a range of emotions including fear and sexual frustration. Who knew? Okay, on to the next caller. Hello and welcome back, Gatsby. Where are you today, Gatsby? Well, hello, Bart. It's a pleasure to be back with you. I'm at Sandringham today and what a glorious morning it is. <laughs> okay, great. Glad to hear it. So, what did you have to say about today's topic, Gatsby? Is it OK to hit animals? Well, uh, the history of the human race is one of the domination of lesser beings, going back to our wiping out of the Neanderthals, woolly mammoths and other less adaptive and intellectually potent species. Since then, man has extended his dominion across all continents and space using animals all along the way. Elephants to pull gun carriages, stallions to mount lances, dolphins to detect enemy submarines and so forth. All in all, I feel it quite right and proper for an English gentleman of means to do his utmost to make life really rather appalling for the gun dogs and ratting cats that populate his various properties. In fact, ultimately, I must admit to a certain libidinal rush when exercising my own power over a being of far lesser intellect and physical potency than myself. <laughs> if we lose that, then what other enjoyment is there in life, Bart? <laughs> wow. Well, that's a bit saucy. Always a pleasure, Gatsby, and I look forward to hearing from you again very soon. Likewise, Bart. Goodbye. <laughs> OK. Next call we have Dorothy from Long Stanton. Hello, Dorothy. And do you think it's OK to hit animals? Oh, hello, Bart. Oh, and thank you for having me on. I just think animals are such lovely bottles of fun and magic and laughter. I couldn't imagine ever hitting one. I think it's best to treat them with love and compassion, just as we would another human being. Thank you very much, Bart. Goodbye. OK, thank you very much, Dorothy. A bit of a bland opinion, but that's fine. They all count. Uh, next caller is Gary from Harlow. Hello, Gary. Uh, uh, hello, Bart. Well, I'd just like to say that I'm a lovely little tabby kitten. She's called Flimsy, and uh, she's a lovely little bundle of joy. But after a night down the battle cruiser, I love nothing more than coming home and giving it a fucking good kick. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do, Gary. And what the hell is wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gary. OK, on to our next caller now. It's Courtney from Portsmouth. Hello, Courtney. You're live on air. Uh, hi, I'd just like to say that the contents of this programme have been disgusting and you should be ashamed of yourselves for putting it on. You just had a guy here saying he beats his kitten up after he gets back from the pub and you just laughed. It's all just an old boys club there, isn't it? This is utterly sick. Well, now look, steady on there, Courtney. I think it's bang out of order for you to come on here and insult the intelligence and opinions of my guests. Everyone's allowed an opinion and everyone's opinion is equally good. 
We've been a democracy after all. No doubt you'd wall everyone up here in some sort of uh, gulag if you were given half a chance. It's just so bloody typical of your sort. Bart, just calm down. Let's go back to the... No, don't let them back on. I'm pissed off. Please, we... No, cut the mic. Cut it. We've got another half an hour, so... Put the next caller on. Okay, let's cut to adverts and see how you feel in a couple of... No, don't. Don't. I've had it. Cut the show. Cut it. Oh, Bart. Hello. Uh, wasn't expecting to be back in the studio from my lunch break quite so soon. So thank you for that, Bart. So, uh, quick update on the Soviet situation. If we can have the news music, please. Thank you. Mr. Macron has declared martial law across France. And Paris has been levelled. Yada, yada, yada. We'll come back to that when we've got less pressing Truthline stories to run. Truthline. A proud subsidiary of British American Tobacco. (laughs) The powers that be advised the makers of Truthline that the focus of the programme is a little bit too London-centric. But we are not above listening to the public from anywhere in the world, within reason. As such, last month, we successfully petitioned Parliament to alter the Magna Carta on a constitutional level to officially give the North of England a voice through one single layperson elected through referendum. As always with referendums, everyone knew what they were voting for. So let's hear almost completely uncensored from the voice itself. Tell us, O oh great Odin, what do you decide for the people? I, Odin here, to the proud people of the North, the slow people of the Midlands, and the fairy of the South. This is an update from the North. Jobs are down, crime is down, but most importantly, knickers are down. That's the update from the North. Stay safe, everyone, and God bless. Back to you, Duncan, your southern shandy drinking f- Truthline. And finally, a real treat to play us out. A group I was myself part of back at Oxford, the Churlish Poachers, with a new number featuring old news. Let's hear it. Old England's caught some radiation from a foreign distant nation. They say there is some acid rain. Pouring down inside Ukraine Mrs. Thatcher's mournful cry There's graphite there up in the sky If you breathe it in you'll die So bring your sheep into the shed And check for chickens with two heads Call the vicar, make him pray For the clouds marked up my DNA Oh, the ombudsman has no reply To the devils in the sky Old England lives and still lives still Despite Chernobyl's poisoned hill Ugh. Ugh. Wow.
silly, really. Truth line. And now we've got the final headlines. Headlines. Your votes in from the which Pope was the funniest survey? Yes, it's Pope Hilarious the first again. Stirrings of imminent rebellion in Cornwall? Political scientists in the United Kingdom baffled by the absolute gall on these cretins. U.S. Marine Corps again destroys all dinosaur life in Jurassic Park in minutes. British Home Guard attempt brief Christmas ceasefire with advancing Soviet forces for no man's land football match and is immediately annihilated. Japanese artillery in the Philippines is firing a 10,000 shell barrage onto the U.S. Army garrison on Corregidor Island to celebrate Emperor Hirohito's birthday. Happy birthday, Your Grace. And Christmas comes early for the Russians because Bosse Dialut vid Stoplatyat Nam, Poetimumabudem Dialat vid Storabotyem. So who's laughing now, Santa Claus? <laughs> I've been Duncan Cocker, this has been Truthline, I hope you survive till the next show, bye bye. Line featured Francine Dulong, Dan Maskell, Henry Maynard, David Burnett, Joey Bracken, Joe Boswell, and Georgie Maytive. It was written by Joey Bracken, Joe Boswell, Dan Maskell, and Dan Jones. The Truth Line theme is by Sam Preston, and this episode featured music from Dan Jones and Jared Fountain. It was produced by Joey Bracken, Joe Boswell, and Jared Fountain.